Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is Sunday, February 6th, and it is time for another Impact Podcast. Uh, We were going to do it earlier in the week. We had uh, some scheduling conflicts. Then I was going to do it uh, earlier today with uh, Pat, uh, but Pat had scheduling conflicts later in the day. Uh, So we're doing a solo episode, just me. It's Ryan. Um, so probably won't be a full hour, but yeah, impact. Um, before we get into it, make sure to follow us on all the social medias, um, Twitter at deep six wrestling. There's no G at the end of wrestling for it though. Uh, on YouTube at deep six wrestling, um, where we've been putting out Angelo's, uh, reviews, reactions to, uh, his punishment, his kaiju movies. Uh, from Wrestle Kingdom, um, and where he will most likely have to complete yet another mukbang, it sounds like, um, after he lost Royal Rumble per, uh, predictions, uh, it seems like Joey's going to give him that as his punishment, um, so yeah, um, tune in there for those, um, before we get into this week's episode of Impact, uh, do point want to point out that uh, today it was uh, made official, I guess, that Laredo Kid has signed with Impact Wrestling. Uh, don't know how long it's been or uh, how long he has left, but uh, I guess he did an interview um, where he said that he is signed to Impact Wrestling. So cool. Hopefully that means we get more Laredo Kid. Um, so far, he's been. I'd say noticeably absent from this set of tapings, but I think that's been uh, with a lot of people. Uh, It came out, I believe, right after we recorded our podcast on Thursday last week that um, apparently there was a major COVID uh, situation with Impact Wrestling, um, with people missing the tapings, people testing positive at the tapings, testing positive after the tapings, Um, so... Um, it made a little more sense on why certain people were not, uh, on TV or what happened. Um, but of the cases of people who've been like, yeah, I tested positive, uh, Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham both said after the tapings that they got COVID, um, people who've been noticeably absent from the set of tapings have been, uh, Tennille Dashwood, uh, which pulled their tag title match that was supposed to happen last week, so that's that might be a reason why she wasn't there. Um, Havoc hasn't been with Decay uh, for the last few weeks, or for the last few episodes, um, so maybe there's that, uh, but also um, Brian Hebner would, did not make the Fort Lauderdale tapings, uh, and uh, David Penzer, uh, the ring announcer, was not 
doing ring announcing duties. Um, so interesting, maybe uh, part of the reason. I believe one of the other impact referees also uh, was not there either. So uh, they did get two other referees. Uh, one was a former TNA impact referee. Uh, and one was uh, one of the former WWE NXT referees. Um, so maybe they're signed. Maybe they just filled in because they live in the area and they needed help. Uh, who knows? Um, but yeah. Um, so before we get into the main show, as always, we go with the uh, before the impact stuff. Um, and our Iceman intel this week was that Honor No More is looking to expand and are talking with Jonathan Gresham to join in. Uh, but there's been no confirmation that that uh, was happening um, or that he had joined. Uh, our BTI match was Raj Singh versus Black Tarus. Uh, Raj Singh last week said that his best friend, uh, Bupinder, um, what's his name, Bupinder Garage, I, I don't want to say this, the last name, yeah, G-U-J-J-A-R, I think it was, they said Bupinder Garage, um, anyway, uh, he pointed out that he was his best, new best friend, and he was going to come in, have a match with John Schuyler, um, Raj, not with him uh, on uh, in, in the BTI match, no Bupinder. Um, but it was Raj versus Black Tarus. I assumed Tarus was going to roll over Raj this week. Uh, not the case. This was actually a really good match back and forth. You could see either guy going over in this. Uh, crowd seemed really into it. They're really behind Black Tarus. Um, and I don't blame them. I've been high on Black Tarus since I started watching him. Um, a lot of near falls in this one, um, but Black Tarus would pick up the win. Um, and yeah, I thought this was a really good way to start off the show. Or, I guess, pre-show the show. Uh, main show starts with the Digital Media Championship match. It is Jordan Grace versus Matt Cardona. And... Uh, I guess we should say that it seems like the digital media um, trial run that they were doing where they were going to put a match on uh, um, on free to, or like on social media or on Impact Plus or YouTube a few days before Impact probably wasn't getting the numbers that they thought it could get with a title on uh, being part of it um, because... They stopped doing those. Uh, they started doing random uh, matches of like Impact wrestlers on the indies um, on those days, and then they just stopped doing those as well. And then this week it was uh, announced that they're doing Impact to or TNA Tuesdays, where it's just several hours of TNA old TNA stuff goes on their YouTube and Impact Plus to to watch instead. So. Seems like that trial of having the digital media day, basically, where you'd have a digital media championship match or a number one contenders match or something in the digital media division was going to take place now. And the whole thing was that it wasn't going to be on regular impact. Well, now it is. 
I think this makes more sense to have it have it like this, but also be able to defend it on different plat, uh, platforms, go to like different companies with it, um, and then you can air that match on your social medias, your YouTubes, your Impact Plus, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, this has been built around how Cardona keeps on saying he wants to win a world championship, and he's going to win the World Wide Web Championship. Um, and Jordan talking about how he might have uh, started the relevancy of wrestlers and their use of the internet, but that was decades ago, uh, and all his shenanigans on there is like dinosaur stuff. It's prehistoric compared to what people do now on the internet, um, and Cardona really wants to win. Um, this is a good back-and-forth match. It was pointed out that this was the first-ever singles match between Matt Cardona and um, uh, somebody of the other gender. Um, as commentary said, it was his first intergender singles match. Um, he's had intergender tag matches and all that jazz, uh, but never a singles match. Um, this was a really good match for most of it. Um, they had each other well-scouted. Um, Matt kept on getting distracted, uh, by the title. He kept on looking over at the title. He was very anxious to try to get this, uh, and then he was also very cocky about just dominating Jordan for, towards the end of this match. Um, however, Jordan counters, throws him out of the ring, and he stares at the title. He grabs the title and looks like he's going to bring it into the ring as he does. The ref takes it from him and tries to give it to somebody else to put it outside the ring. And Jordan goes over to Cardona. Cardona had a chair, hits her with it, gets in, hits radio silence. One, two, three. Matt Cardona is your new digital media champion and also a heel. Um, yeah, uh, I think this makes sense. I think Matt Cardona has shown... Uh, in every other promotion that he's in currently, that the heel way, his heel ways are just top tier stuff. Um, so I'm excited to have heel Cardona in Impact. Uh, and we get a little bit more of it on the way uh, later on the show. Um, but good way to kick off the mat, uh, the show. Um, also should point out that uh, since David Penzer wasn't on uh, the announced duties, it was George Iceman on announcing duties. So, yeah. Um, he kept on trying to duck out of the camera, like, eyes whenever he tried to, like, whenever it came over towards the ringside area. So, that was weird. Um, after this, we see Morrissey's wrecking everybody backstage, throwing around jobbers. He's trying to find out where Moose and Myers are. As he look, starts to leave, uh, he sees Myers in the learning tree talking. Uh, so he chases them around the backstage area uh, until Scott and a bunch of security guards come and intercept them and says, hey, like, you can't be destroying backstage here. I know what they did. Uh, but you, you get your hands on Myers next week, and we're going to make it a no-DQ match, so you can do whatever you want to him. Uh, as for Moose, Moose isn't even here. I've sent him home. He's back at his hotel. And Morrissey says, 
the hotel. Good. And he says he's going to go and uh, pay Moose a visit, basically. Um, after this, we get Jonah versus Crazy Steve. Uh, this is a squash match. Um, and uh, Jonah wins. Um, Jonah uh, taunts like he's going to go up for yet another um, uh, tsunami, which is the name of his finisher, but Black Tarus and Rosemary get in between him and Crazy Steve. And we get a stare down between Jonah and Black Tarus. Yes, please. That's a yes from me. Give me Black Tarus versus Jonah. I don't care if Black Tarus doesn't win. It's going to be a fantastic match. Um, after this, we get Mac Cardona trying to leave, uh, flee the building with his title. Uh, Gia intercepts him at the exit. Uh, and he says, or she, she asks him why he did what he did. And he's like, oh, didn't you see? I'm now a world champion. I've done it. I've won the big one. Um, and she says, well, does Chelsea, what do, what do you think Chelsea's going to think about how you won? And he's like, oh, don't talk to me about my spouse. Why are you asking me about my spouse? Why don't you, if you're going to ask about people's spouses, why don't you go find jo- uh, Jonathan Gresham, ask him how it feels to be married to a loser like Jordan. Um, good stuff. After this, speaking uh, of backstage stuff, we have Madison and Caleb with a K hanging out. And Caleb is talking about how he was so close to becoming Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Madison keeps on pointing out that he didn't, he wasn't part of the, it wasn't a tag team title match. It was just a tag match and they lost and it wasn't close. He was dominated. Um, the inspiration show up with a gift. Uh, they give it to Caleb and they say, don't open it in front of us. Um, but once we leave, you can open it and see what we got for you. Um, and it's a new phone with the inspiration as his new phone background. Madison says he needs to get rid of it, um, and he just doesn't seem like he wants to get rid of it. Uh, so maybe we're getting Caleb swapping from the influence to the inspiration. Who knows? Um, after this, we get Macklin versus Gresham. Uh, Ian Urkabati on commentary again. Carrie Silken at ringside. Um, we've got the ROH announcer. Uh, announcing everybody to the ring. It feels like good old ROH here. Um, this is a good match. It wasn't as... I didn't think this was as good as their uh, their title match. Um, I thought it was... It, it was good, but it was towards the end telegraphed that Macklin just, like, wasn't in there to win. He was just in there to dominate. Um, and he just keeps on pummeling... Uh, Jonathan Gresham in the ropes, he has him tied up in the ropes and doesn't break the five count, so he gets DQ'd and then continues to hold him in the ropes, uh, and continues to beat him down, and then Honor No More come out to try to make the save uh, for uh, Gresham. Um, Gresham gets up, looks at them, shakes his head and leaves, uh, but as he's leaving, jo- uh, Josh Alexander comes out, stares him down. Uh, and then goes out for his match against Vincent. Um, so then we get Josh uh, versus Vincent. And I don't want to say there's bad Josh Alexander's matches. 
because this wasn't a bad match. It was just very interference heavy. Um, it felt like every few seconds, somebody in Honor No More was like grabbing at his ankles or getting up on the ring uh, on the apron or like they'd go out on the apron and they'd be fighting and it was just very odd. Um, and then finally, like in like the last minute or two of the match, finally like some Impact guys came came out to try to help. Um, Josh wins. Um, this was probably the first Vincent singles match I've ever seen. Um, he's not bad. It's just... It's odd that they have another... Like, they're calling him, like, he's, like, this crazed person. He's, like, the crazed lunatic of, uh, of Honor No More. But, like, I'm pretty sure that's PCO's. Like he he still feels lost in this in this group to me. Um, anyway, uh, after Josh taps him out, he stands up. He looks like he get involved. Out comes Kenny King, attacks Josh Alexander, hits his finisher, and Kenny King, former Impact and TNA man, as well as former Ring of Honor man, uh, has joined Honor No More as their fifth male. Uh, for their five-on-five at No Surrender. Um, We later find out that they have accepted the match, um, and we are going to get uh, Team Impact versus Honor No More. If Honor No More wins, they get to stay in Impact. If they lose, they have to leave Impact and never come back. Um, We'd find out the team for Team Impact at the end of the show, um, as well. Uh, in between these two segments uh, was Morrissey uh, attacking Moose in his hotel room. This was fine. Not great, um, but it was, it was weird. It, it, it was kind of silly to think that there was a cameraman inside Moose's hotel room already. Um, after this, we get John Schuyler versus Boo Pinder. Um, this is actually a really good match. Um, John Schuyler always is, is is fun to watch. He's probably the least liked person in Impact by the fans. I don't understand it. I think he's really good in ring, but he, he, he knows how to be a dick. Um, and he gets a lot of heel heat from the fans, so that's fine. Um, Bupinder I had never heard of. Apparently he's from India. Went to Canada to learn how to wrestle. Uh, some more uh, after being trained by the great Kali. Um, Scott scouted him, offered him a contract, and now he's here. Um, they didn't say if he signed the contract. They just said he offered him a contract. They didn't say anything else. Um, he's much taller than John Schuyler, but John Schuyler is a shorter guy, so I don't know how size relates here. Um it looked very smooth. Um, I don't know where he's going to fit in. If he's going to be an X Division guy, if he's going to be like somebody towards the mid card or top top of the card, I don't know. All I know is that this guy is very fast. He's still green. Uh, you can tell he's still pretty green with his elbow strikes. But he's got a pretty cool finisher. Uh, it is He gets on the middle rope. And spears you off the t- middle rope. Um, and he's got some force behind it. 
Um, I thought it looked really good. Maybe it's because he was going on to a smaller guy, so him like throwing all his weight behind it made it look really powerful. Um, I don't know. I just really liked his finisher. And I think if he gets more training and he gets used to being on TV, it'll, it'll be a good fit for Impact. Um, after this, Raj Singh comes out, clapping. Uh, he offers his hand to be like, hey, let's be friends. Um, even though he claimed they're already friends, and Bupender just shakes his head and leaves. Um, so not on the same page there. Um, after this, we get Mickey James's Royal Rumble highlights. I can't believe that we've got WWE footage on Impact Television. WWE doesn't even put their own pay-per-view stuff or premium live event stuff on free TV. They give you the damn slideshows. They gave Impact like a bunch of Mickey James highlights from the Rumble, um, including her entire entrance, um, her wrestling. They name-dropped the people she was wrestling. Um... They showed her elimination of Michelle McCool. They showed her getting eliminated by Lita. Interesting stuff. Um, Mickey James uh, is then asked by Gia about how it felt. Um, she was disappointed that she wasn't able to win. Uh, Tasha comes out. Tasha and Savannah and joke about it. Um, and says that no surrender. She's going to take the title away. Um, Chelsea shows up, challenges Savannah and Tasha to a tag match, to which Tasha declines because she keeps on beating Chelsea in singles matches. Why should she have to go through a tag match? Which is so valid. Um, and then, again, we've got Mickey and Chelsea talking about how you know they really need to have a match, and she wanted to give her the first title opportunity, but she, she couldn't because Tasha's but that doesn't mean they still can't have that singles match next week. And the whole time Chelsea is just like rubbing Mickey and like grabbing her arms and stuff. It's very awkward. And I think this is leading to what Chelsea has multiple times since being released from WWE said that she had pitched her and Mickey doing a re like a relaunch of the Mickey and Trish storyline. I think that's what we're getting here. I don't know. It seems very convoluted to do this right before a title match with somebody else. I don't want Chelsea to be... It also wouldn't make sense to me. Like, Chelsea's, like, a very established person at this point. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, we get the same Giselle, uh, Giselle Shaw vignette from last week. Uh, Masha Slamovich versus Casey Lennox. Uh, Masha Slamovich makes really quick work. We've got Tom talking about, or either Tom or uh, Matt Raywall, I forget who it was at this point, telling a story about how in it was high school or middle school, uh, Masha was being made fun of for not being an American 
so she beat the crap out of them and sent them both to the hospital. Um, I hope that was real. That that that's a. So after this Masha squash match, uh, we got Deanna Perrazzo backstage, um, and Deanna basically runs down Mickey some more, saying that her stay of the knockouts division uh, felt disrespectful to the rest of the division, not just herself. Um, she doesn't need to have somebody who's not part of the company come in and talk down to everybody um, except her and her one friend. Um, like referencing Chelsea, um, and talked about how, um, she's going to back up what she does in the, uh, her stay of the knockout division, what she sees with the knockout division based off of her actual wrestling. Uh, she says she is the current state of the knockout division. She is, is, uh, she runs down all of her accolades, her, Two uh, knockouts title reigns being uh, one of the longest uh, reigning knockouts champions of all times, who she beats, uh, winning the Triple Eight Reign of the Reigns title, beating uh, Roxy for the ROH women's title, holding them both at the same time, winning knockout of the year back-to-back years, winning the match of the year last year uh, for last year for the knockouts division feud of the year um, winning uh, wrestler of the year uh, and talking about how she's kind of put the impact knockouts division back on the map um, and says to show just how much she thinks that she is the state of the knockouts division next week she is having an open challenge anyone can take it against her for one of her two titles that she has, either the AAA Reina de Reina's title or the ROH women's title. Uh, so good stuff there. Um, finally, we've got our main event. It is Bullet Club, represented by Jay White, Tamatanga, Tongaloa of G.O.D., and Chris Bay versus Speedball Mike Bailey, uh, who is the only one to get an entrance for the Impact guys. Uh, Jake Something, Ace Austin, and Madman Fulton. The story of this match was people trying to uh, get into Mike Bailey's head. Um, it's been shown that Ace Austin and Fulton are trying to bring Bailey to the dark side, be, be bad, don't trust anyone. Um, they keep on telling him not to tag Jake Something in. Um, anytime it looks like he's going to tag him in, they'll tag themselves in. Um, and then once they tag in, they're only going to tag each other. Um, so Jake doesn't get into this match until right near the end of this match. Um, and we'll get to why that's not a great thing, uh, for it. Because it sounds like, oh man, he's going to be well rested and everything. Um, but the reason was basically... The numbers advantage uh, came back to haunt him. Um, Ace and Fulton start getting uh, disrespectful to Mike. Um, and there's some really good sequences in here, especially between Mike and Jay. They looked really good together. Um, don't know if they've ever wrestled each other, but hopefully we get a singles match between them somewhere, either if it's in New Japan, if it's in Impact another day. Either way, I'm fine with it. Um, 
Ace and Fulton uh, took a majority of the beating in this match. Fulton held his own with G.O.D. Um, I wouldn't be against uh, those two facing uh, G.O.D. Uh, in a tag match, maybe for the tag titles, uh, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, also, Chris Bay looked at home being uh, with the rest of the Bullet Club. Um, this is, again, it it seems very odd uh, to have an impact guy representing uh, Bullet Club. But he fit, he fit his role perfectly, and he, he felt like he slotted right in with the three more experienced Bullet Club guys. Um, so yeah, Ace Austin finally has to try to make, it looks like he just has to make a tag, Fulton took a nasty bump where he tried to uh, slide at, um, I think it was Tonga Loa, uh, yeah, Tonga Loa, uh, and he ends up hitting his head square on one of the turnbuckles, it looked like, uh, so he's knocked out of the match, basically, Mike has been knocked out of the match because he's just been taking a beating from everybody, um, whenever he's in, um, so it's Ace and, uh, Jake something, Ace does not want to tag in. Uh, Jake saying he looks like he's going to tag him in, keeps on bringing his hand back. Uh, but then uh, they end up sending uh, Ace into the corner. Jake picks him up, slaps him across the chest, tags himself in, and then Ace kind of gets out of the way. Uh, he's not going to try to help anymore because that's not what he d does. Um, so it's basically a four on one. Um, Jake something does get some offense in, looks strong, but then all Bullet Club works together, hold them down uh, for an art of finesse, and Chris Bay has gotten his win back over Jake something after a few times trying, and yeah, it looks like Bullet Club's going to stand tall to end the show, out comes Violent by Design, out comes the Good Brothers, and they lay out all of Bullet Club. Um... So yeah, um, overall I thought this was a really good episode of uh, Impact, it did some more storytelling, uh, there were some good matches, there was some, I wouldn't say there was a bad match on this, um, so yeah, um, after the show went off the air they did put out a tweet, a video of uh, backstage and what happened after Impact went off the air and Scott has announced that the Good Brothers will be defending their tag titles against G.O.D. at No Surrender officially and also that Eric Young of Violent by Design will be facing Jay White at No Surrender. Um, definitely not the first match you'd think of um, for this. Um, also probably not a match that you would have thought of few years ago before Eric Young got released um, from WWE that he would be uh, once he returned to Impact he would be a world champion be a leader of a stable again and also facing Jay White all within the span of two years basically uh, so good on him um, next week uh, the matches that have been announced we've got Chelsea versus Mickey we've got Brian Myers versus W. Morrissey in a no DQ match. We've got Deanna's Open Challenge, and we also have The Kingdom, the OG Kingdom, OGK, uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven versus Rhino and Rich Swan. So that should be fun. It sounds like a good episode again. Um, 
be sure to uh, follow us again on all social media. Follow us for or subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you want to. And we will be back next week with another episode. Angelo should be back. Um, if not, we will try to get an episode out earlier than the weekend. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next time.